Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host of The Ramsey Show. We hope you had an amazing Christmas. And now that you've got some time to unwind, get organized and catch up on your favorite podcasts before the new year. For this week's episodes, we're gonna try something a little different. So we've taken the most popular segments of The Ramsey Show history and created a limited series just for this week called The Best of The Ramsey Show. That means you'll hear some of our wildest, most inspirational, and possibly weirdest calls. And this episode will unpack why credit cards are not your friends, do some myth busting around building wealth, and dive into why an emergency fund will change your life. These are some of my favorite moments from the show, and we think you're going to love it too. So enjoy. So George, 30 years ago when I started teaching this stuff, I was first teaching people how to get out of debt, live on a budget, be generous, live on less than you make. So you have a plan, you avoid debt, you save money for emergencies and later for investing. And all of those principles work, but people kept saying, which one do I do first? And so I started laying out, well, you should do this first and that first. You should have an emergency fund before you start your 401k. And uh, then I figured out it's easier to have an emergency fund if you don't have any payments. And so you need to get out of debt first. Because, of course, I learned my lesson the hard way going bankrupt and getting out of debt and uh, learning how important it was to be debt-free as a process, as a part of building wealth. So all of that started to formulate after a few years of teaching in various settings and what became Financial Peace University. It used to be called Life After Debt. And it started becoming what we now call the baby steps. And the interesting thing is, is that now the baby steps have gone into the Total Money Makeover book, which has sold almost 10 million copies, and they have become the proven plan, the shortest distance between where you are now and wealth. Where you are, if you'll live like no one else later, you can live and give like no one else. What is the shortest distance? And, and we need a path to run on because the way you eat an elephant, it's overwhelming. Do I do my 401k with the match or my kid's college? Or do I have an emergency fund? Or do I pay on this 18% credit card debt? Or, 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 and nothing gets done. You get paralysis of the analysis. You get frozen. Absolutely. And this step, uh, these baby steps have worked for me. They've worked for millions. And it's really simple. If you do it, they work. And it all starts with baby step one, having this foundation, saving $1,000 for a starter emergency fund. This is just a small buffer between you and life before we start tackling the debt. Exactly. And if you have $1,000 already, great. Just set that aside. That's your baby step one. Any money you have that's not retirement, anything you can sell that is not retirement, you're going to liquidate it. If it's not retirement, you got some stock over here that grandpa left you. You got a gold bar under your bed. I don't know what it is, but you got any money that's above $1,000. Maybe you got $10,000 in a savings account. That's $9,000 you've got that you don't need past baby step one. We're going to put it all on baby step two. And baby step two is the famous one. That's the debt snowball where you list your debts smallest to largest. You pay minimum payments on everything but the little one, and you attack the little one with a vengeance. Side note, baby step one should not take you more than 30 days maximum. You need to work extra, sell some stuff, have a garage sale, put the kids on Craigslist, whatever you got to do here. Let's get it done. And, you know, we're going to get busted into this, get a thousand bucks quick. Baby step two, you should be debt free, but your house, now you may have to sell a stupid boat. Uh, you may have to take an extra job. But most people that have followed the total money makeover baby steps in Financial Peace University, 
are debt-free inside of two years. Yeah, and that's with doing it with some gazelle intensity, like you talk about in Financial Peace University. And once you pay off all that debt, now you've freed up all those payments, right? You have that income Think back about what it would be like to have no payments but a house payment. <sighs> wow. We're breathing easy. And then we can move on to baby step three, where we save three to six months of expenses in a fully funded emergency fund. This is the final buffer where we say we're never going back into debt because yep. we are the bank now. Yep. Grandma's rainy day fund. Why? It's going to rain. Dave, you need to be positive. I'm positive. It's going to rain. You need to be ready when crap happens. There's a pandemic coming around every corner. There's something coming. And if you have $20,000 cash in the bank, three to six months of expenses, whatever it is, and you have no payments, you are the third pig in the three little pigs, the one that's in the brick house when the big bad wolf comes. You're ready for life. You're ready to go. Now you're ready to build wealth. But that you just now have gotten up to ground zero. You've just now gotten up to even. When you have that emergency fund and you're debt-free, now you're ready to build wealth. And in baby step four, you put 15% of your income aside into good growth stock mutual funds in retirement plans. Start where there's a match. Beyond the match, always do Roth. And if you've exhausted Roth and match and still are not to 15%, then go on to a traditional 401k or IRA. But do Roths before traditional and do match before Roths. It's mathematically in your favor to do that, up to the 15%. Don't do 20%. Don't do 11%. Do 15%. While you are doing baby steps four, you're also going to be doing five and six simultaneously. Absolutely. So baby step five is where we're saving for our children's college fund. And this is going to look different for everyone. There's no set number here because it really depends on your situation. Did you have the baby last week or is the baby 18? That makes a difference on how much you need for college, right? What you got to do for college. It's like, is this an oh crap moment or, hey, we're going to be diligent and safe? Did we wait almost until too late? Now, they have to go to college debt-free. They cannot participate in this epic student loan system failure that is called America right now. It is horrible out there. Do not let your kids go in debt. You do not have to go to debt. Go to community college for free for two years. Go, go to in-state school work six jobs, get scholarships. Our student loan problem is a parenting problem. Mom and dad let kids sign up for crap they couldn't afford. Bad mama, bad daddy. They got to have the conversations. That's yeah. where it starts. And so, there's a reason you say baby step four, invest for yourself before the kids, because there's a 100% chance you're going to retire. There's a 50-50 chance or less these days that your kid's going to go to college. And graduate. Yeah. Yeah, this is this less than 50% chance they're going to graduate. So, uh that, that This is important. So while you're doing 15%, you do whatever you need to do for your kids' college, whatever you decide to do for your kids' college. Beyond that, if you can find any money, you do that on baby step six, and that's pay off your house. Start chunking on the house. Now, when you're in one through three, you are so intense, your friends are freaking out. Your grandmother thinks you need counseling. You are gazelle intense like a gazelle running from a cheetah. When you're in four through seven, you're not intense anymore. You are now intentional. You're just doing it on purpose, but you're no longer on beans and rice. You're on beans and rice, rice and beans, scorched earth on one through three till you get those three things done. Now, get that house paid off. The average person following this stuff is paying off their home in about seven or eight years. Now, that tells us that the whole program is taking about 10 years, and the average baby steps millionaire, the average everyday millionaire that we've studied, we're finding them become a millionaire from the time they start with intensity followed by intentionality, become a millionaire in about 10 and a half years. 
Yeah. 11.2 years, 10.6 years are the two numbers we keep running into. So this is completely possible. Today's question comes from Diane in Arizona. My husband and I are in baby step two and are working hard to pay off our debt. The one issue we struggle with is not using credit cards. We use them to pay our utilities, groceries, and other monthly bills, but we never carry a balance. By doing this, we're able to travel for vacations for free using our points. What's wrong with doing this if we're not going into more debt? The age-old question, Dave. Mm. The age-old question. We've been exploring this topic on the fine print because it's one of the biggest objections we get uh, here at Ramsey. People are going, well, Dave, I pay off my card every month. I get some free stuff. What's the harm? Right? So we should clue in Bank of America and Chase what portion of their marketing is working the best. And it is this crap. The vacations. The points. This is the one. This is the one that's got people believing in stupidity still after all this time. Yeah. And here's what happens. And you can listen to the the true cost of credit card rewards. This is the second fine print episode that we released. And we dug into this with an ex-Capital One insider. Okay. What did they say? Uh, She said they run 10,000 experiments a year on people to figure out what's going to get them to spend more, to use the points. And one of the biggest ways they do it is through the points. Because you know how the points work. Mm-hmm. They don't say it's $500. They say you're going to get 128,000 points that you can use to redeem flights that cost $74,000. And the points change every day. Mm-hmm. And there's blackout dates and there's restrictions. And on top of that, uh, the whole 2% cash back. That one is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Because you know what 2% of $1,000 is? $20. 20 bucks to spend 1000 and uh, that's not a great deal. So let me, let me get this straight. If you spend $10,000, you get 200 bucks. Ding, ding, ding. That'll make you rich. Yeah. Spend 10000 get 200 That's a formula for wealth building right there. Yeah. We did an analogy. Did uh, you people go to grade school? Listen, Diane, here's the thing. We did this analogy in the in the podcast about Chuck E. Cheese. Because this is what it reminded me of, Dave. You go to Chuck E. Cheese, oh my and God, Dad gives is. you a $10 bill, and you it's get the, these it's coins. It's the claw on Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. So you get your coins, and you're so excited to, to spend those coins that you spent $10 on. And you go, and you get all the tickets. And you get 400 tickets. And you go to the, the table at the end of the day, and you go, wow, I can get any prize. And they go, no, you get sticky hands and a pack of gum. And you go, wow, I spent $10 for sticky hands and a pack of gum. That cost a quarter. Yeah. And you go, I got screwed. Yeah, I think. So uh, here's the thing. I don't have big buildings, Dave. Uh, The credit card companies do. They're sponsoring every stadium in America, and they're doing it with billions of dollars that they're making off of the backs of these people people who are overspending. you. Yes. Yeah. So So. here's the thing. Um, To start with, you're, you're not going on vacation for free. That is an absolute asinine, stupid statement. It is not true. You might have got your airline ticket for free, but everything else on the vacation was not free. So you're spending money and you're going on vacation when you should have been working because you're in debt. You're not supposed to be going on vacation when you're in debt. We follow everything you say. No, you don't. You don't go on vacation when you're in debt, and you don't go out to eat when you're in debt. You, you work, and you work, and you work, and you clean your dadgum debt up. And that is that. That's the Ramsey plan. Now you can say you can you can go do your plan if you want, but don't say you're doing my plan when you're going on vacation, because it's just not true. And, and here's the thing: the arrogance that is required, the intellectual arrogance that is required 
for you to think that you are taking on billion-dollar companies who have algorithms that know what bottled water you drink, and you are somehow beating them, and you're, 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 you're fleecing them, you're getting an airline ticket, and it doesn't cost you anything, you really are pretty arrogant to think that you're actually winning at this game. I mean, honestly, do you understand that when, when Citibank, when you call them, your zip code is pulled off your NSX code, and the person answering the call, if it's a friendly call, is a person of the same accent as you. If you call from the South, you'll get a syrupy Southern Bell accent. And if you call from the wicked Northeast, you'll get a wicked Northeastern accent. You're going to, these people screw with you on levels you have no idea and you think you're beating them. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So here's the thing. We did study, we did a study of millionaires. We studied 10,000 of them, 10,167. Not a single one told us we became millionaires with our free vacation points because we ran all our utilities, our groceries and everything else through a credit card and then we went on vacation for free and it didn't cost us anything and that's how we built our wealth. Not one said that. Isn't that odd, Diane? So here's the thing. People that ask this question are people that think they're beating the system. Let me tell you how you beat the system. You don't play. Don't play in the system. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like being a mouse in the maze and you get to the cheese and you think, I won. I got the cheese. And you zoom out and you go, no, I'm just a part of a giant social experiment that exists to take my money. That's Ooh. what it is. Ooh. So you can play that game and that's fine. You can get your vacations. But I'm not in the, in the business of trying to gain points. I'm trying to gain wealth. I want to complete the baby steps. I want to pay off my house. I want to give outrageously. And that doesn't happen by paying off my card every month and reaping the benefits of 2% cash back. You know the Chuck E. Cheese thing's funny as crap. Oh, it's great. That did, is a the great team did a great job with the edits. We got the coin like, sound and everything. You got to go listen come to out of there, ski ball or whatever. They're just coming out of there like crazy. You've got this long line of tickets, and your little kid, they think they're getting the big prize, and you get you nothing. You never get the big you prize. Get nothing. It's, you, got, you spent 10 to 20 bucks to get a prize that costs less than 50 cents. And the same thing's happening when you go to book these flights, and you go, well, we can go to Boise. Yeah, I don't think uh, Martinique was on the list, was it? <laughs> no, you're not going to the Bahamas first class. I don't think. I'm sorry. No, you, so Belize and Bermuda are not on the list. No, no. So San Diego's not on the list. Nashville's not on the list. No, it's blackout. Blackout dates. What's blackout mean? They don't go. Don't get. Oh to go. no, they just won't take you. <laughs> That's what it means. (laughs) I I think you can do a lot better by using a debit card and using cash and saving up for your own dang vacations. Yeah. You you know where I go on vacation? Anywhere you want. There you go. That's how that works. And, you you know, when I use those credit cards, that that always works. So That's how it happens. I haven't had a credit card in, my gosh, it's, George, it's coming up on 30 years. Wow. We should have a party. We should. You can't use points to pay for the party, though. In Belize. (laughs) In Belize. I'm in. How about Cabo? Let's go to Cabo. I'm in. Uh, We're heading there. Man, I'm telling you. This next call of the day is brought to you by Blinds.com, where you never have to sacrifice your budget or your style because they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your home. Visit Blinds.com today to get up to 40% off everything site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. Brian is with us. Brian's in Pittsburgh. How are you, Brian? Dave, I'm good. Thanks for taking a minute to talk with me. My pleasure, sir. How can we help? 
So I want to tell you, uh, about six weeks ago, I ran into a friend of mine that retired, and he was telling me how great it was and asked me, how much longer do you have? I said, 12 years. And he started telling me, get ready, debt-free. That's the only way to go. I hear him. Don't pay a lot of attention to it. My son tells me a week after that, hey, I'm listening to this Ramsey show. Never heard of it before. I said, what is he, New Howard Stern? I don't know. Never heard of it. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> is. <a> couple more. <laughs> Howard's did, got much better hair than I've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he tells me this a couple more times. I'm on a trip for work. I got a lot of windshield time. I turn it on. Uh, I listen to six podcasts back to back to back, and I'm going to tell you, I'm hooked. I get it. I'm, I am bought in. Wow. So I heard you say, hey, you got to know everything that's going out, everything that's coming in. And what's your debt? So I did that. I spent about 30 hours on that last week. And let me tell you, it's uh, scary. It's emotional. It was tough. Yeah. And so I've got some debt. And my question for you is, I have about 12000 and change that we have invested in the stock market, single stocks. And is it smarter to leave that there as a savings? I know there's a risk there. and Or is it better to pull every penny out of that? and put it towards the debt that we have. And that would, that might would take care of, uh, I don't know, 20, 25% of it. Okay. But my goal, I mean, I want to be debt-free. I got 12 more years to retire, and I want to be okay. debt-free when we get there, and I want to do it. And then my wife's bought in on it now. Okay. So you got about $50,000 worth of debt and $12,000 in stock. 66247 to be exact. All right. Good deal. What's your household income? Uh, about one eighty one ninety annually. Okay. All right. So you've been listening and you know some of the lingo now and some of the process and mm -hmm. the baby steps and all of that, right? And so baby step yep. two is where you are paying off all debt except the house using the debt snowball, listing your debt smallest to largest, paying minimum payments on everything but the little one, attack the little one. We stop all investing temporarily and we use all money that we can get our hands on that is not in a retirement account to throw it baby step two. And that's a standard baby step two answer, which would lead us to cashing out your stock and paying off a fourth of your debt. Okay. Not saving like you're, when you talk about emergency funds, let me leave that there. I mean, we got no. some cash savings. How much cash do you have in savings? Or, uh, I don't know, 11, 12 grand, something like that. Okay. We always, baby step one is $1,000 saved. Anything above that goes on baby step two until baby step two is done. And so I'm going to use that money as well down to $1,000, which is going to scare the P. Wadden out of you, by the way. It's, that scares the hell out of you. I here. know, I know. And that's it, it should, but you're not going to live there for very long because now we've paid off uh, 23000 of your $66,000, uh, if I did my math right just now. And you have enough income to clear the rest of it very, very quickly. And as soon as it's cleared, then the first order of business is baby step three. And that's build your emergency fund back up to a full three to six months of expenses, which it's not now. It's mm -hmm. kind of it's kind of anemic right now. It's weak. Right. The two together would make a decent emergency fund if you didn't have any debt. But that's what mm -hmm. we teach. And here's the reason. Uh, it's not to induce fear, but the fear will also help be one of your motivators. That oh crap moment you just had, that thing where your stomach mm -hmm. just kind of jumped up in your throat, just at the mere suggestion of doing this, and we hadn't even done it. 
but just the idea, you go, you know, we all do that. We all have a physical reaction to that. Um, that is going to drive you to stick with the plan. Now to suggest that you keep a $1,000 emergency fund for five years or something would be ludicrous. And I don't suggest that, but we're talking about just Mm -hmm. mere months here. Again, what was your household income? Uh, 180, 190. Okay. So how fast do you pay off $50,000? Six months, 40, or no, I'm sorry, uh, $40,000. Like what? I mean, less than six months, right? Well, my goal was two years. I, mean, I wanted to do it before I'm 50. So that's, that sucks. That's way too long. That sucks. You make $180,000 a year. I need 40,000 of 180. This is six months. How much is $5,000? I want $5,000 a month on this debt. I want you to smack the crap out of it. All right. And then you're, so you're done by Christmas, dude. Now, Mm. Chris, by Christmas, you're starting to rebuild this emergency fund from $1,000 up. And then as soon as you've got that three to six months of expenses, then you restart your 401k. Oh, by the way, you put money in the 401k right now? Uh, I took your advice and I backed it down to the uh, minimum that the company matches. Okay. That wasn't my advice. My advice was stop it. Oh, stop it altogether. Well, I misunderstood. I thought you, you were saying, get, you know, don't let the free money go that the company matches. I, I'm a- no, no, no. Not so, when you're in the hole, man. You're just getting started on all this. You're trying. So what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm not making fun of you and I'm not picking at you, but I'm giving you the, the, the detail that you haven't gotten in the last couple of weeks of exposure yet. And so what I need to do is I'm going to send you the, 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 the game plan with all the nuanced detail, the baby steps on steroids. It's a best-selling book called The Total Money Makeover. I'm going to give it to you as a gift. Hold on. Kelly's going to pick up. I'm going to mail you one. And you read that thing, and your wife read that thing, and you'll see what I'm talking about. 180 minus 40, you can make it on. Okay? Or Easy. 90 minus 40. 90 in the next six months minus 40, and you're done by Christmas. You can make it on. And I just put 11 and 12 on the debt. So I know I put 23 out of there, so it's 43 left. And so, yeah, you're there. You're going to be there. And that's, that's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes. The, uh, the great news is you've, you've found a new thing here and you're fired up about it, but it's about to get real. (laughs) So uh, imagine you're, imagine this, this is, this is the feeling you had, Brian, when you put, you just spent 30 hours and you put that debt down and you got emotional that's you on the plains of Africa, and you're a, 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 a gazelle, and you just stuck your head up, and you just saw that lion in the grass. And now you got to take off running, man, and that's what the next six, seven months is going to be. It's going to be a all-out, gut-wrenching sprint. Gazelle intensity. That's right. Because they're coming for you, man. They're coming. you got to run! Hey, and I want to I, I mention this. I don't want this to fly by, Dave, and I know this makes me sound sappy. It takes a special level of courage for a grown man making this kind of money, which means he's got some kind of, he's yeah. got some, some ego, some strength. His son came in and said, Dad, I think you should look at this. And most dads in this situation go, shut up. And he listened. He well, just listened. The, the approach on the call was humble. It was a humble call. And I want everybody out there, if your son comes and says, hey, can we just talk, Dad? Take that talk. Take that, that breakfast. Take that conversation, man. Um, that took a lot of courage for a son to do, and I'm proud of him. But I'm proud of that dad for listening, man. That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. It's cool. Brian's got a he's got a thing going. He here. does, he's, man. He's, I like Brian. He's, he's uh, comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, 
strong, but making good decisions. So yeah, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna go do this, Brian, and and then you're gonna call us back, do your debt free scream. We're gonna hear a great story from you. It's gonna be awesome. You know what I love about Brian is I guarantee he's a leader, and as a leader, he approached this with the appropriate skepticism, and then he did the math. And then as a good leader, he went, oh, crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good leader, man. Not that everything's perfect. Not that I got to come up with some stupid excuse, but I can see the data and I can go, whoops, we need to change Oops. course quick. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I did that one right. Go. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, that's this. Is, there's a formula here for everybody listening. Yeah. That that you know involves life change. Mm-hmm. You know, Bible says, "Be not conformed to this world." Yeah. This world's broke. Yep. I mean, normal is looking good and no money. Yep. Normal is you're driving a car with a big butt payment on it. Normal is you got a student loan that's been around so long you think it's a pet. Yeah. Normal is you know you've discovered Master Card. <laughs> yes. And discovered bondage in American distress. Yeah. This is normal. Normal sucks. Dave Ramsey doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, everybody uses debt that's wealthy. No. You must live in your mother's basement and write that financial blog. Because the actual data of wealthy people is, is that by and large, they don't use debt to get there. By and large, they do get their homes paid off. The vast majority of America's millionaires, 93% of them, did not inherit their money, according to an airtight piece of research that the Ramsey Research Team did. And out of those 93% of America's millionaires, we studied over 10,000 of them, the largest study ever done. The vast majority of them paid off their homes early and had money in their 401ks and in their Roth IRAs and mutual funds, and that's how they get their first $1 to $5 million. Now, if you want a billion instead of for the first five million, if you want to jump, try to straight jump straight to a billion, well, you might borrow money out your eyeballs. That's possible. But I'm not here trying to create billionaires. I'm here trying to create millionaires. Because I want families to be able to retire with dignity, be able to change their family tree, and be able to live well. I don't need you to go broke six times in the process getting there. We're not trying to write a success manual on going broke over and over again by taking all this risk. I went broke once, and I did all of, I did that apparently for all of you, so you don't have to because you can learn from my stupidity. You don't have to follow it. So this, this, this idea that sophisticated people all borrow money is absolute statistical hogwash. It's simply not true. They do not. Now, do sometimes billionaires? Yes, sometimes they do. Does somebody worth $30 million? Maybe. But you got 30 cents. 30 cents. And you're losing some of your cents all the time. And so don't talk to me about how sophisticated people borrow money. You're freaking broke. They do not. Now, that's what I used to think because that's what my broke finance professor taught me. If your finance professor is broke, that's like having a shop teacher with missing fingers. You should think about where you're getting your advice. So uh, be careful when someone says, oh, well, such and such, like Ramsey, is not sophisticated. The stuff we teach is unbelievably profound and sophisticated. It just doesn't line up with your get-rich-quick little immature self, and you don't like it, some of you. Oh, well, you don't have to follow it. This is America. You have the right to be wrong. You're allowed to go do whatever you want to do. 
So she's brilliant. She's done a great job. They've handled their money beautifully, and they're well on their way to substantial wealth. And we meet everyday millionaires, baby steps millionaires, who follow these baby steps by the tens of thousands every day I meet more. And is it because I didn't make up any of this? I didn't invent any of this. It used to be called common sense. It's just now marketable because it's so freaking rare. It's like having a superpower. I've made millions and millions of dollars selling common sense because there's not any out there. And so it turns out it's like a rare commodity. It's like finding a big old diamond out in the middle of your backyard. Look at that. Oh, my God, that's ingenious. Live on less than you make. Oh, who would have thought of that? You know, but that's really, that's where we live. Instead, we've got, oh, I'm going to Bitcoin my way in, and I'm going to play the lottery, and I'm going to borrow and do nothing down real estate and buy 73 houses with no money and think that isn't going to bite me in the butt later. Of course it's going to bite you in the butt later. It's going to take you to your knees. It did me, and it will you. Please don't do that stuff. You're going to bring pain to your family, and then you have to do it all over again. It's much easier just to do it slower and do it right. It's also faster to do it slower and do it right. It's easier to do a job right the first time, and wealth building is no different. So walk these baby steps, and in 10 to 12 years, you'll probably be a millionaire, most of you. But to the extent you don't, then you have to wander off and find your own way because you're going to reinvent common sense. That's just silliness. And that is not an indicator that the stuff that the Ramsey personalities and Dave Ramsey teach is simplistic or out of touch or he's such a boomer. Oh, my God, you're such a child. You're just such a baby child. Listen, little baby child, here's the deal. The boomers got this stuff figured out. That's how I lived this long, got this stinking much money. Jennifer is in Houston. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Uh, a quick question. Uh, we are on baby step uh, four, six, and seven. Um, we completed baby step three. Then my husband and I have a difference of what that looks like. So would we save three to six months worth closer to three or six? And does that, if we, like, say if I lose my job today, right, I'm not going to go get my nails and hair done. So, like, down to the bare minimum or what actual six-month spending looks like. Uh, probably between these two at your stage. Uh, and you can pick the three or the six-month. That's not the issue. But then is it absolute bare bones or does it mean no uh, uh, no, nair, no, no hair, no nails, all that kind of stuff? So um, uh, uh, what's your household income? Uh, about 160. Yeah. And um, how old are your two cars? Uh, how old? Uh, I just bought a car for cash of 2014 Lexus, and he has a uh, 14 Expedition. Okay. You got two good cars. In good shape. Yeah, Low miles. Yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not dying on cars. So here, here's the thing that I discovered, and the reason I'm asking these things. When you're broke and you're just getting started, you remember those years back in the day? Yeah. Uh-huh. everything's a freaking emergency because you're broke. Right. And you're driving junk cars, and, you know, you haven't done all the maintenance on the house, so even more stuff's breaking. And so it's like you're the fact that you're broke is inviting more strain on the emergency fund. Later on, when you've got more money 
and the air conditioner is getting serviced regularly on the house. And as soon as there's one little thing on the roof, you fix it immediately. It doesn't leak and create a bigger mess. And it's, uh, and you're driving decent cars, so they're not breaking down. And you don't wait until there's a flat tire. You happen to notice when they're going, getting a little bare, and you go change them out early, where when you're broke, you have to drive them until they blow, you know. And, and so what happens is you get more margin in all these areas of your life. So the weird thing is, is the more money you get, the less need of an emergency fund you have. Because there's fewer sure. emergencies. Is that logical? Yeah, absolutely. And we have a two 15-year-olds and a four-year-old. And then the only other factor would be that um, I'm wondering if we should pile it up a little more. I hate my job. I've been looking at Ken Coleman stuff. Um, and my performance has not been where it should be just because I'm, I'm just making myself get up and go to work every day. Um, should we add a little more to it for no, that? No, that's not an emergency. Okay. That's a transition. If you want to okay. set some money to the side for job transition, you can do that. Feel free. Okay. Feel free. Set you 10 okay. or 15, 20 grand over there for job transition, but let's not confuse that with the emergency fund. The okay. emergency fund's for emergencies. This is not an sure. emergency. This is a problem we need to fix. Right. Christmas is not an emergency. It's always in December. It's predictable. It's predictable yes, that two years from today, you're not going to be working at that place. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and Jennifer, listen, can I, can I, you didn't even ask this. Can I push on you for a second? Please do. Please don't sacrifice your dignity and your respectability and your work ethic and say things like my job performance is slipping just because I don't feel like going anymore. If you're still employed there and still taking their money, show up and give a thousand percent. And then when you're looking for jobs, give a thousand percent on your job transition. But you will it will keep you from walking six inches lower, right? With your head held up. You will walk with your head held high, your chin held up, you will clean out your desk when you get that new job with a smile on your face. Yeah, don't right? don't you're not a person that mails it in. No. That's not who you are. Yeah. So, but yeah, go ahead and get, make the transition and set some money aside for that. And if you want to, um, what's happening is, is that transition is scaring you and that's, what's making you want to put the emergency fund on up. And so put 25,000 over there right quick in the next few months to make this transition. That's not, that's a transition fund. It's not an emergency fund. And then you, then you won't be worried about your emergency fund anymore because your emergency fund probably just fine. I love that idea, Dave. So that's the, it, you would a transition, a new baby coming. You need to get a new car. None of those are emergencies. Those are just we need to have a sinking fund that we create and save up for that. Yeah, you know what the problem is, and it's not her situation, but it's just all of us in America. We were just taught to have a savings account. That's it. That's exactly right. One. And you know what a savings account is? It's a put and take account. Mm -hmm. You put money in there, you take it out. Put money in there, you take it out and buy a bass boat. Put money in there, fix air conditioner. Put money in there. Put stitches in the kid's head. Put money in there. It's a put and take, put and take, put and take. And so it's all this stuff is combined in this one general account that that you always watch it, and it just never seems to do what it's supposed to do because no one knows what it's really supposed to do. And it's never enough. Or look at all that money I got, right? Yeah. And when you separate out your savings and you say every savings dollar has to have a job, a mission, an assignment, Okay, this, is, this one's job is transition. This one's job is Christmas. This one's job is car replacement. And this one's job is emergencies. And don't confuse them. I love that. Buying a bass boat is not an emergency. 
There is no situation ever on planet Earth <laughs> in which you can describe a bass boat purchase as an emergency. It's not on the list. I, I can emotionally get there, but intellectually, we're all laughing right now. Right. And so, you know, that, that's, I was forced to buy a new car. No, you aren't. They didn't have a gun. You chose to buy a new car. And so th these are the things, but that's the reason is it, and it helped me a ton, uh, because my nature is not a, I'm not naturally a saver. It helped me a ton to say, I, these things have a goal because I am goal oriented. And once I have something with a goal, then ding, 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 I can do it. I love, I'm writing that down. Every savings dollar has a job too. Different than your light bill or your food or what every, every dollar you are saving has a job as well. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the Internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. What we figured out a few years ago is there's 73,000 things coming at you that want your money. And then when you get some money because you went to work or because you get a lump sum or because you sold your rental property or whatever it is, you get some money. And you go, well, I don't know which of these 73,000 do I do? How do I do this? And people become overwhelmed and they do nothing. And then they end up doing something stupid with the money instead of actually being intentional and having a plan. So 20 some odd years ago, almost 30 years ago, coaching families, we determined that you needed a very specific clear path. And we developed that over many years in actual practice, it was not theoretical, meaning tens of thousands of families that we walked with to develop these highly tuned baby steps. And baby step one comes before baby step two. It's not an accident that two is after one and that three is after two and that five is after four and that six is after five, and that four is before five. These are not accidents. This is a highly developed, highly uh, processed co series of concepts that are, have proven to tens of millions of families in America now to be the shortest distance between where you are and wealth. Now, you can go make up your own freaking plan, but your plan got you where you are. And so you need to decide, you know, you don't need to call Rachel and Anthony and Christy and Deloney and me and Coleman and ask us if baby step three should be after baby step two. It is. That's why we called it three. <laughs> and you don't need to change it. it. You know, it's a pretty, and, and the, it doesn't really change. 
There's it is the shortest method to get there. Shut up and do it. Okay, tell me this. Do you feel like you've heard more of this happening in the last five hour. years? <laughs> hour. The last hour. The last few years versus over the last 20? Because I feel like more than ever today, the culture, it's a, it's, it's a little bit invested with... Yeah, but this is my I'm way. A and my tr- no, I'm a snowflake. No, I'm a snowflake. I'm unique. I'm not saying that. I'm You're not unique, that. but the law of gravity applies to all snowflakes. I know, but I'm just saying, it, 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 do you see it culturally? Like, do you think that, that like, do you, do you see this resistance or have you always seen no, it? No, it's, it, it's always been that. It's a natural, because it's your unique, I mean, people say, well, yes, it's you know, my unique Because situation. what happens is, is the very confusion of the 73,000 things you can do yeah. with money. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to bring it back to the table continually. Yeah. Until you actually believe that there is logic and data and decades and tens of millions of lives that have done it the right way and gotten the positive result. Until you submit yourself to the plan, you know, it's like hiring a personal trainer and he says, well, you probably need to eat less. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. I just want to do the workout. You know, well, no, you got to eat less, fat boy. You know, that's what I'm, I'm looking in the mirror. I got a keg. He's got a six-pack. <laughs> Why am I arguing with the six-pack boy about nutrition when I'm fat? Why am I arguing with him? He told me what to do. He, I hired him. I paid him to tell me what to do. And then I've got a better plan. And then I look at my belly and go, well, how's that a better plan? You know, this is what ought to go through people's head. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It, or the trainer says, do more lunges. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to do those. I'm not doing I don't like leg day. I don't like leg day. I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. I think I'm just going to pick out, I'm going to do my version and, of your plan that works because my version has got me where I am. It's well, the dumbest it, thing ever. Well, it's not the dumbest thing ever. It's because, I know why, because it feels good in the moment to do what you feel like is safe to do and stepping outside of what you feel like is safe and doing a plan that makes you uncomfortable because you're having to change. That's why, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, so, com- it's comfort zone crap. Yeah, it is. It's exactly it is. what it is. But you have to decide, you know, you have to decide, did your comfort zone get you to where you are? Yes. Do you like where you are? No. Then get out of your dead dumb comfort weight. zone. You look great though. Well, I've lost 37 pounds because wow. I looked in the mirror and I went, fat boy, you got to do something different. That, that's shame talk. I did. <laughs> I did look at myself Dr. and say, it caused me to, it caused me to lose weight though. I mean, you just, you know, your self-awareness is part of the process, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. This is the Ramsey <laughs> show. Okay. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this special episode. We'd love to know your thoughts. And if you want more best of content like this, send your feedback to ask at ramseysolutions.com.